answering your tough financial questions for the past 26 years. It's Allworth's Money Matters with co-hosts Scott Hansen and Pat McLean. Would you like an opinion on a financial matter you're dealing with? Whether it's about retirement, investments, taxes, or 401ks, Scott Hansen and Pat McLean would like to help you by answering your call to join Allworth's Money Matters. Call now at 833-99-WORTH. That's 833-99-WORTH. Welcome to Allworth's Money Matters. I'm Scott Hansen. I'm Pat McLean. Thanks for being part of our program here as we talk about Financial issues, financial matters, both myself and my co-host here, Pat, we're both financial advisors, certified financial planner, chartered financial consultants. Basically, we are practicing advisors, spend our weekdays with people like yourself and come here on the weekends to be your financial advisors on the air. And uh, we certainly enjoy uh, hearing from you and taking the calls you, and issues that you are dealing with in your financial life. So whether it's trying to figure out if you have enough money to retire or how to increase your retirement income or how to keep your taxes down with your retirement savings or how to have your estate structure properly. Or should you refinance a mortgage in case you missed the other four times that it was available 24 to times. <laughs> Amazing. 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 It, you know, it's interest rates have come up quite a bit. Oh, they're, yeah, all, over the, sounds, they're all over the board. We're saying that as... Uh, as the the Fed cut rates recently, right? A couple of weeks back, cut rates, but long term rates from they were down so low. They they had they had movements in the bond markets that they hadn't seen in years and years and years and years. Just just crazy whipsawed, um, just whipsawed. I have a good friend of mine that actually does hedge strategies for bond portfolios, uh, mortgage companies. He said, this is some of the best times he's ever seen. He said, nothing like volatility to make everyone just try to hedge their portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And, and what kind of customers are hedging their bond portfolios? Uh, so mortgage companies that are actually consolidating oh, loans yeah, to sell yeah, into yeah, the yeah. secondary market. It's interesting. You know, there are, in financial services, is like in any other business, there's 27 different flavors of the same thing. There, there truly is. What do you mean? Well, like you talk about mortgage companies. Well, you know, what happens to the mortgage company once they lend you the money, right? They take those bonds and they hold them for a period of time and then they push them to maybe a wholesaler that puts them together in big tranches and that big tranche then sells them to Wall Street and that Wall Street bank turns around and sells it to a European bank and a, you know. Or maybe a mutual fund that ends or, up in your own exact portfolio. Portfolio that you actually just borrowed money from. Yeah. And we're going to take some calls here soon. But on that topic, Pat, there are people that a couple of years ago, up until the tax change, received some tax benefits from having their mortgage. And the, many people no longer receive the tax deduction. Unless you've got a large mortgage. Yes. Or have a large amount that you're giving to charity there's a good chance you're not getting a tax deduction. And if you have the money to pay off the mortgage outside of an IRA or a 401k, you should absolutely consider that. Yeah. So even if a couple of years ago you thought, I want it for the tax benefits. But it's got always the tax benefits. We're only I, a marginal I'm, I'm, rate, a little <laughs> bit above the standard deduction. So people are like, oh, I get the itemized deduction. You're like, you're so close to the standard deduction. Actually, has no value. But something like. 92% of Americans now take a standard deduction. There's almost if the the need for the, the the value of an interest rate deduction on your home mortgage is very very small. Because let's assume let's assume you've got let's just make it simple. You have a $100,000 mortgage, right? You're not getting a tax deduction, but let's say you have $100,000 invested somewhere. You're paying taxes on that. You're paying taxes on let's that. Let's say you actually have that money in a Jenny May Fund, right? Government National Mortgage, mortgage National Mortgage Association Fund that buys mortgages. You theoretically could actually be borrowing from yourself, and then 
you could not, more than theoretically you could actually have a small portion of your own mortgage in, in your, your own fund of which you're actually paying taxes on but not getting a deduction on the mortgage yes so look if you're not getting a standard deduction and you have the cash or the investment outside of retirement accounts that could be liquidated it's something you need to look into yes particularly if you are on the conservative end of investments and the rule of thumb about paying off your mortgage if you could pay your mortgage off prior to retirement then do so if you get to retirement and you realize I can't pay my mortgage off. Maybe you should have the longest mortgage possible so you keep your payments yeah. as low as Not possible. Not the biggest mortgage. The longest. I've read a book from another financial advisor, and he was a proponent. He thinks everyone in retirement should have a big, fat mortgage. Why? I don't know. I read the book. I still didn't understand why. It's all fine when the, the, when when the economy's going. doing well. Yeah. Look, all I know is the last 20 years, we've had two major downturns. Right? Are we going to have another major downturn in the next 20 years? I don't know. But if I was going into retirement, I'd certainly consider that in the realm of possibilities. Yes. I would worry about it. If you could pay your mortgage off prior to retirement, pay yeah. your mortgage And our experience has been those that have a mortgage paid, the house paid off in retirement, tend to be less concerned about the volatility in the financial markets and in the economy. They worry a whole lot less. Yeah. Probably watch, don't watch quite as much uh, CNBC and worry about tariffs and what's that going to do and et cetera and all that kind of noise that happens on a daily basis. So if you want to join the, pro, the program here, I'd love to take your call regarding anything in the financial world. Our contact number to be part of All Worth's Money Matters is 833-99-WORTH. Again, that's 833-99-WORTH. Numerically, it's 833 Six seven eight four, and we're talking with Alicia. Alicia with All Worth Money Matters. Hello. Hi, Alicia. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes, yes. we can. Okay, great. So I've got kind of a two-parter here. Um, one, I'll, I'll start with. Um, I'm going to preface this with basically a couple of years back, I helped my dad out um, with his business, and in doing that, that meant I had to become the sole proprietor proprietor of the business. Um, and then the business didn't do well, and he didn't pay his taxes, meaning I didn't pay my taxes because I'm oh a proprietor on it. And I, I didn't keep, um, I didn't keep, I had my head in the sand. It was a complete learning lesson for sure. But that being said, um, so I've got some serious tax debt um, that I'm trying to work through. My question is, um, I'm getting a settlement from a work-related injury, and I'm wondering how to keep that from being taken. When are you getting the settlement? Taxes. It should be in the next couple of weeks. I'd have back surgery from an ambulance uh, when I worked in the ambulance. And how much is the tax debt? That's about sixty-six thousand. Have you have you have you hired anyone to represent you before the IRS for like an offer and compromise? I have gone before the IRS before, and it's. Uh, no, I haven't hired anybody because I hadn't been able to afford to. I'm a single mom with two boys working kind of a uh, – I don't have the money that most of your callers have, but I am coming into something. I'd like to be able to hang how on much, to it. How much money will you be getting? Oh, it's, it's 53000 The The challenge is um, were you able to take – did you take any losses against the business? No, I didn't take a dime from it. I was, a, no, I no, was no. foolishly just – did you take a capital loss? I don't. What do you, what do you mean? Who who did the taxes for the business? I'm sorry. Say again. Who did the taxes for the business? Um, my dad did the taxes. Okay, so how much mo- how much money did you invest in the business? I didn't invest at all. I just was the na- I was just the name. He needed a name on a bank account. I lasted on it for about two years. And then um, it was. I started to realize how bad, like, my money started getting taken out of my checking account, and oh, <laughs> asking them why and for taxes. So I'm um, sorry. I went and closed it. Yeah, I went and closed it out. But still, I'm getting you know stuff that keeps coming back. So it's, it's a great big mess. Really. What type of were they yeah. payroll taxes coming out of your account, or are they income taxes? EDT, EDT, ADD payroll taxes mostly. Oh. But then there was also it was also um, payroll. 
there was also income, but I didn't make any income. And the last year, I, I didn't actually get any income from it. And the last year we were doing so poorly, we didn't even file any income. Well, okay, so so the, the, so he, there's a difference in the types of taxes. Oh, yeah. And so payroll taxes are about the worst taxes you cannot pay. Because you, the payroll tax, technically, it is a withholding that your employee chose to take. And rather than take those withholdings and give it to the government, which you withheld it from, you're sticking it in your pocket. Which that, is which is embezzlement. Maybe you're maybe you're, maybe you're using it to pay uh, bills what, or whatever. whatever. But it but you withheld from someone else's paycheck in order to you were a conduit to pay the IRS for these people's taxes, and then not paying it is it's stealing. It's just flat out stealing. Not to say this happened I intentionally. I know I, I'm actually not a thousand percent sure if it was the income or if it was just the um, the workman like the insurance work comp. I don't, I'm not sure if it was income or work comp. Okay. And by the way, just keep in mind this was not me. It was I, just my I, name. Look, look, it, they, <laughs> they, you you didn't it, do yeah. it. You actually signed on for the liability. Um, so they don't, they, they're not going to distinguish between the two. Yeah, don't worry about like you know, Pat says it's a. Crime. Don't worry about. Like, you're not going to. You're probably. Although not, there was a, a gentleman in Northern California that that went to prison for this recently. Um, yeah, but it, probably not because he was helping a family member. No, 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 no. Uh, you need representation. You need representation. You're going to have. I hate to say this. You're going to have to take some of that money and have an attorney. Yeah, and, and you may end up. You may not be able to get off of any of this. Uh, you may owe all of it. But you can't. Calling a, a financial talk show hoping that they come up with an answer, any financial talk show. And we're glad to take show, the call, but it's. Um, it, it, this goes so deep. Um, so deep. We, we need to know what type of taxes they were, how you did it. What, what, well, we're not experts in that anyway. I, I, my question more so had to do. I was just giving you the preface of what I'm. What I'm okay, what was the question then? Is there a way? The question had more to do with how, how do I keep my settlement intact so that I can use it for things like attorney fees and put it towards my, you know, my, my kids and you, paying debt. Yeah, do you have a, do you have liens now on your bank account? I'd be concerned about the money gets deposited and two days later it gets sucked out. I'm not. Well, exactly. Precisely my call reason for my call. <laughs> how do I keep that from happening? You you have the you have a paid have the settlement payable to your law firm and you have them hold it in escrow. Can you do that? I don't know. I you need don't know to why go. Not. You need to go. You need to go get. I, 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 I wouldn't wait. I would, I would, I would, I'd start the search uh, first thing Monday morning for an attorney to represent you. And they might I just end up telling you, Hey, there's nothing really you can do. I mean, I know someone who had, to, they had some tax problems. Spouse had created some tax problems. They had an inherited account. They had money from the inherited account to transfer the check in a book to pay for a child's wedding, and it was taken from the IRS, sucked out of the check in account. But immediately. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'd be yeah, concerned that's of. Precisely my concern. Yeah. I would, on Monday, I would talk to the, whatever legal firm's representing you now and seeing if you can defer yeah. the receipt of that for a period of time. And then I would do that Monday morning. Then Monday afternoon, I would find a, an attorney to help you with the tax situation. And I'm sorry you're in this situation. I feel for you. I mean, I really do, Alicia. But um, it, it, it's not going to go away by itself. And you'll get through this. You'll yeah, get you'll through be this. Right. You'll you be sound okay. like a young woman. Oh, I, oh, I'll, I'll get through it. Life will, life will be rosy life. again. And maybe life's still I very know. rosy in the midst of this. Well, I just wanted somebody to kind of just tell me like it is, and also, yeah, just it tell sucks. Me like it is and what can I do? Yeah, it's terrible. Them from, from, no, she doesn't gonna go. Oh, pardon, pardon me. Stuff is not gonna go away on its own. This I know. That's right. Um, so, but I was, yeah, I wanted to know. Uh, how to start start Monday morning uh, with the deferral of this payment, and then find a, um, a legal representation. Yeah. It was my understanding that in California, you're not they they can't, a settlement insurance settlements. They're not allowed to tax those. Well, we're not talking about tax. We're not talking about the tax. We're talking about a tax liability that's already owed. That's already owed. That so, so, owes. Yeah. So it it doesn't matter. They're two they're two different things. And yes, mo okay. a lot of for an injury settlement would not be taxed in most situ situations. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about the fact that yeah. 
the IRS believes you owe them a bunch of money, and if that money hits that account, it will uh, it it can be sucked out in seconds. Yeah, I know it's happened before, and that's what that's yeah. why. Sorry, yeah, yep. yeah. So I would actually I would see if your the, the law firm that's representing it now can hold on to that settlement um, and keep it in escrow for a period of time. I don't know why they couldn't, but I'm not an attorney, and I don't. But um, I appreciate the yeah, call. Good luck to you, Alicia. And this is a good. I'm glad she called. It's a good lesson. And I think about this. A father, I'm sure he had the best of intentions. Yeah. But I also know those, I know some people that they're, they're always optimistic about their business ventures. And you, and um, you have to be. You have, <laughs> you to, have be. to be. I know. <laughs> you, you, you wouldn't be able to do it. But okay. But you see someone that they're, Oh, they're, you could, you look they're, at. They're in their 50s, 60s, and they've had nothing but failed ventures over their lives. Yes. And, and this one's different. This one's different. Actually, I remember, uh, I remember a guy coming to me with this multi level marketing saying, you know, Pat, I want to share this with you. I've been involved with 12 of these, <laughs> <laughs> but they haven't worked out. But this one is different. And I'm like, wow, this multi-level marketing one is I had this same pitch. I was in college. My my mom, my, my stepmom, brought me to this. Uh, I was home for the summer, home for a break or whatever it was. And she was all excited, brought me to this presentation thing. And I'm sitting there. I think I was like a year or two left in college. And it was a multi-level marketing thing. And your and your stepmother was pitching it to you. She's all excited. She's super excited. It's going to change her life, right? <laughs> this little modest home. I, now she's already thinking of a new car, right? <laughs> so, well, but it was the same thing. It was that like, I've been involved in these other three, but this is so different. Here's why it's different. My, my stepmother was so excited. Like at the time at the end to sign up or whatever, she whips out her credit card and hands it to me. She's like, she's going to... She's going to put it on her credit yeah. card. And I'm like, no. And she was so confused. What do you mean you don't want to do this? I'm like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> I don't have that many friends to begin with. Oh, gosh. Yeah. But you have to be optimistic in a business. So when you co-sign on a student loan, especially for an adult child, when you any sort of co-sign. co-sign on anything. You are taking on that personal responsibility. Yes. You personally. It might as well, yeah. might as well be you. Yes. And let's continue on with the calls again to join the show. And the reason we like taking calls is a couple of reasons. Uh, one, we want to help answer questions that you guys have. I, 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 I want to hear this, Scott. So that's the first reason, and we want to help people with their uh, financial. And problems. secondly, we think it's a much more entertaining method for someone to get educated than us just sitting there talking about financial matters. Oh, spewing for yes. an hour. Because it's real-life examples. Yes. Real-life scenarios. And you get to see, you get to hear several real-life real examples. Do you listen to any uh, local financial talk shows in the marketplace? I listen to, uh, no, I do not. I do. And? It's, uh, they. What's your point? They, uh, I, my point <laughs> is that they sit and spew for an hour. Many of them don't take phone calls. Oh, financial programs you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, financial programs, oh, local gosh, ones. Yeah, no, no. And basically, it's an hour-long commercial. Yeah, every market has them. Yeah, it's an hour-long Every commercial. major media market has them. Yeah, hour-long commercial. That's what they are. That's why we yeah. like taking calls. So let's continue on with our calls. 833-99-WORTH is the contact number. 833-999-6784. And we're talking with Bruce. Bruce, you're with All Worth Money Matters. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Hi, Bruce. Hi there. Quick question about a rental. All right. All right. Okay, so I've got three rentals and maybe worth 1.1 altogether. We've got no mortgage on any of them, uh, about 700 in equities. And I was thinking of selling one. Uh, it probably net after commission is about 350. Uh, get now 1650 rent, net about 1300 after insurance and taxes. So I'm wondering if I sold that and put in equities if I could earn a little bit more and balance out the portfolio. Mm. How old are you? 60. Uh, you retired or working? Uh, I work for myself. So I'm part, part-time, handed over to my son-in-law. And so the, if you sold the, this one rental, what's the market value today? Uh, about 380 And what so would you net commission. after taxes? Well, after my capital gains, I'm figuring about 315 320 so I figure if I got seven eight percent in the market, 
make a couple grand a month and wouldn't have any headaches and be a little more balanced. <laughs> Although, you know, <clears throat> landowner, we've got a good tenant, so there's no no panic, no really reason to. How old is the house? House is built in 85. We bought it in 08 and put about 80 grand into a remodel, so it's got pretty much new everything, so it's not really going to need a lot of repairs anytime soon. And you said you're netting 1300 well, we rent it for sixteen fifty. Well, so after taxes and insurance, here's, here's one big difference between the stock market and and rental homes. Um, people have a tendency to sell at the worst times in the stock market, and they don't tend to do that with rental homes, particularly ones that are paid off. Matter of fact, I'm thinking back. I can't remember somebody panicked like I got to sell this house before it pummels in value. And if it's typically right. if it's down, they're like, well. I'm not going to sell it now. I'm going to wait till things recover. But that that oftentimes doesn't happen in the stock market. I mean, I've, I've been doing this long enough. I remember what it was like during the dot-com bust. And from 2000 to 2002, the stock market fell 45%. What happened during the financial crisis? The stock market fell roughly 55%. And I remember rational people, not many, but some very rational people saying, I can't take this anymore. At least I know if I cash in now, I can somehow survive the rest of my life. But I can't take the pain anymore. And bailed out. So I think the over the long term, I think you could earn somewhere between 5 to 6% above the rate of inflation in stocks based upon what's happened the last roughly 100 years. Um, so okay. at inflation, I think 7 to 8% is probably realistic. It's not going to okay. generate the same income. And right now, your yield is about 5%. After Correct. expenses. After expenses. Um, yeah. I think it's it's a push. It's what you want to do. Yeah, it's a push. I think over the next 25 years, both will serve you well, assuming that you don't you hold your equities for the long term and you don't. I mean, a lot of people look at the portfolio and they're like, oh, my gosh, this one area hasn't done well. Look at it. Why do I have emerging markets? They've done poorly. Let me put more back in the U.S. stock market. And then time goes by. And, well, look how well the foreign market's doing. Why don't I have more in foreign? And they put some in the foreign market. Then a couple of years later, they look at, well, small cap value, that that's done well. Why haven't I had that? And so they tend to make the wrong buying decisions. But so, but you've owned in your portfolio that's $700,000. Is it equities or is equities in bonds? What? It's uh, it's all most of it's in IRA, say probably 90% in equities. I've got maybe 5% cash and so, maybe another 5 or 10% in CDs. You could make the you could make the justification that that income producing properties are like bonds in a portfolio. Totally. And well, that, they, they are. Yeah. <laughs> and that um, the difference is, is that your portfolio will never call and ask for more money to replace a hot water heater or put a new <laughs> roof on it. That's true. Um, yep. Is this one one in particular causing you more headaches than the other or is it vacant right now? Or? No, uh, no, I've got one. Uh, no, none of them really cause me headaches. I've got good tenants. And like I say, I'm seasoned. Well, maybe you wait. So that's never... Maybe you wait till one of them goes to leave. But, and why this one particular property are you talking about selling? I, well, I've got one commercial piece in uh, in Sacramento. It's just too easy. I, I bought it cheap, and it's a great return. I'll probably never get rid of that because it's just a parking lot with an old trailer on it, so there's no maintenance to that. And I've got another one that's a Perfect. couple acres with a tiny house, no heat and air. It's just a real basic house. So those two are the – and I'd have to pay a lot more capital gains on that one. And you're probably looking at selling your highest yielding one. Um, no, my highest yielding one is a commercial piece that I'd keep. Okay. I think they like 275. It, it, either, either way, you're it, fine. It's whatever you want to do. Yeah. It's, um, and 25 okay. years, so from, if 25 years from now, we could look back and say what was the right decision, but we don't know. But I, I have, both would do you very okay. well. Yeah. But it doesn't matter if you're balanced 50, 50 or 60, 40 or 70, 30. Uh, in your opinion. Well, yeah, it does matter. But your real estate is all concentrated in Northern California, one particular region of Northern California, too. So that, I mean, Correct. you want to look at diversification, that would probably be the first place you'd like, I mean, in a perfect world, if you forgot about any hassles of management, you would what have would those. You, I would sell it. Yeah, because you can't stand it. That's <laughs> in right. In original rentals, yeah. <laughs> I personally? You just don't like the noise they bring. I don't like, yeah. uh, yes, yes, yeah. I've owned I know, it. that's one thing. If I put in the market, I get a little better return, and I can take the ups and downs. Historically, yes. Yeah. Historically, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, right. I mean, if it was me personally, I would sell it. Uh, you know, okay. I was having this thought yesterday about my own real estate, which is, is it really worth the hassle? Um, is the yield that much 
better or is it the same that it's actually worth going through the pain of dealing with it? <laughs> Probably not. You <laughs> and, know it's and, not. And I, and I came to the conclusion that it's not. The difference is, Pat, and, and Bruce, I appreciate the call. I think uh, hopefully this helps. But I think, Pat, the difference is, you know, we are in the industry of uh, helping people manage their, typically, their, oftentimes their life savings, yes. right? A lot of people don't have any any individual real estate holdings. That's right. And, um, you know, this tremendous responsibility goes with that. We have thousands of clients and those sort of things. And so you, we are, are, I think the the moves of the market uh, have a greater impact on us and maybe even emotionally given the the responsibility that it, it carries with us. It's not just our own family we're responsible for. We're responsible for thousands of families. So I think that's partly why it's like having some other type of assets uh, is, is a little more palatable. We are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to take some calls, but we also want to spend a little bit of time on some of these big technology companies, and I want to talk about Facebook and Google. Facebook and Google. I want to talk about what's happening in the regulatory environment. And what might be coming, and what that might mean from an investor standpoint. So um, you'll want to stick around for that, because it's going to be really exciting. (laughs) Uh, Again, this is all worth... Money Matters. You're listening to Scott Hansen and Pat McLean. We'll be right back. Can't get enough of Allworth's Money Matters? Visit allworthfinancial.com slash radio to listen to the Money Matters podcast. Welcome back to Allworth's Money Matters. I'm Scott Hansen. Pat McLean. And, um... We will take some calls, and then we will talk about Facebook and Google and what um, what what might what might happen. Yeah, which we've seen happen in other industries before. Yeah, this is not unprecedented. In no. fact, what they've done is not unprecedented. No. So to join our program, eight three three ninety nine Worth is the number, and we're talking with Webster. Webster, you're with All Worth's Money Matters. Okay, I just have a, a quick question. Uh, about something like forty, uh, I took a, took out a loan. It's a state loan, um, a student loan, uh, and the and a lot of things happened. My house burned down, all kind of things, and I wasn't able to uh, after the first year. I wasn't able to continue with what I was doing or complete the loan. Uh, now the loan was, uh, you know, it was, it was like a th- uh, ten thousand dollars to. to to go uh, on this educational uh, trip. So, but since I did not complete it, uh, what you, I'm concerned when you said about, I'm, you was an educational trip you took. Well, not a trip. I'm, oh, okay. Uh, you said trip. I just was confused. Right. Yes. No, no. The idea is that uh, in return for your education, once you complete it. You are to teach in the university so many years, and you don't have to pay it back. Oh, yes, uh, yes, yes. But, the is, but after the first year of my schooling, uh, I had a lot of tragedies, and so, so much so that I couldn't complete it. Okay. And since I didn't complete it, uh, uh, I was only there one year. Uh, it hasn't been touched since that time. Uh, so I was supposed to... Uh, so in, in, instead of it being a forgivable loan, which it was, and so it no well, longer but, yeah. applied to me. Uh, it, potentially, it unfortunately, almost nobody has had that forgiveness, the ones that they thought they were following. And, the yeah. and you didn't follow the terms of the forgiveness, even if it was forgivable. So it doesn't matter. Yes. So what's the so what's your question for us? My question is, at, at where I am now, that, that was like 30 or 40 years ago. In How many years? Alone, it was like... 30 years ago, maybe almost 40. So 40 that interest has gone up to, yeah, and the interest on that loan, instead of being 10000 it's like over 200000 now, just in interest alone. Uh, now, I've talked to, I've called and asked about what I should do at, at my age in retirement and, and over 80 and et cetera. What's the point? And uh, yeah, I mean, it seems to me like you've dodged this bullet for 38 <laughs> years. Now you're 80. Why are you worried about it today? I mean, exactly. So, so the big question still comes up. Uh, okay, now can they attach my retirement have and social security? No, they haven't. How much money do you have in your retirement? 
how much money? Yeah. Well, retirement is set up just to take care of you or take care of you for life. No, no, no. So, so not- I'm asking, do you have money in an IRA or 401k? No. Okay. Well, so listen, they most certainly could try to attach your wages for some form or fashion. Oh, but, no, I know wages, but I don't have that. No, those so are just social look, they, they, retirement. No, look, they can, they can go after. But you can also fi- go into a program where you, it's no more than what, 10% of your income above a certain limit. Yeah. So they, if you had an IRA, they could attach it. If you had a company 401k, that most often is excluded from attachment. But we're not and talking about either of those. And I assume you have no money in the bank. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. So they're so the only thing they could come after is your income, which is it sounds like a pension income and maybe some social security income. But Did, they haven't yet. So but they why, haven't. I wouldn't worry I'm about. Just kind of what's why are you well, concerned today? Well, that's my point. Why? Why worry? Why worry about it? You called us. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to yeah. figure out what's prompted you in your life to suddenly, after 38 years, saying, "Oh, I've got well, this loan." 38, well. Well, what prompted it is that I got a letter in the mail. Okay. Uh, okay. What's the letter say? And, and 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 the letter says it reminded me of this loan and how much it is and how it's over two hundred thousand and all that. And so I said, "Well, wow." So I called about it, called them about it, and uh, whether or not you know what I should do about it. And when they saw the number of years and et cetera, they really agreed with me. That would be silly to try to – there's no way to pay that back. So it's the same thing. But if you, they haven't called you yet, don't worry about it. I, I wouldn't worry, worry about, about it. it. I just go on with so, my life. How yeah. old are you? You're 80 what? How old are you? 81. All 81. right. Listen, you're 81. You've seen a lot of things in your 81 years. Many of them you paid attention to and most you ignored. This is of the latter. Ignore it. Uh, you'll know when you have problems with one day that there's a, um, you know, when you start receiving all, yeah. certified letters. Um, but when or, the government took over the, basically took over the entire student loan business it 10 was years good ago. good for you. Uh, yeah, because there's a provision in there now that your your payments to your student loans can't exceed, I believe it's 10 or 20 percent of your income above some arbitrary poverty kind of loan. But line. only for a certain period of time oh. as well. Twenty years oh. or ten years you work for the government. Yeah, so you're so, so even if even if they suddenly said, "Hey, Webster, we're coming. We, it's been thirty-eight years, but now in the thirty-ninth year, we're actually serious about getting the money from you." If they did that, you you, you could still apply for this where you don't you wouldn't have to pay more than it's either ten or twenty percent of your income. Yeah, I would. So I wouldn't worry about, about it. it. But at all. sounds very good. Yeah, but that ten grand. That that's ten grand. What, that's what I wanted to hear. Yeah, don't worry about it. All of a sudden, your your check your your yeah, bank account's drained and the social security's empty. It uh, doesn't don't work worry about like that. that. Doesn't work like that. Okay. All righty. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Webster. Right. I think that's probably the longest student loan deferral I've ever heard. Thirty-eight years. Ten, I mean, ten thousand. Actually, if I had the time or energy, I'd figure out what the interest rate was on that. But it's a ten thousand. He thinks it does. It you 10, know what 000. though, Pat? What's interesting? This it's a good example of what uh, what debts do. Yes. In, investments work the opposite direction. Correct. Right? Investments grow over time and compound on themselves. And suddenly ten grand, next thing you know, is worth 200000 Yes. Because you've let a lot of time go. But loans work the same way in reverse. Yes. And oftentimes at even higher interest rates. But, um, wow. Yeah. All right. To join our show, 833-99-WORTH is the number. How many times has that loan been sold to someone else in the last? Well, the government's going to end up paying. It's all government guarantee stuff now, right? Yeah. Yeah. So taxpayers are going to end up on the hook for Uh, it. Yes. So when my father died, you know. The uh, government, the whole government-sponsored education in college the, the the loan system is i find it's broken it's worse it's disgusting well what it does is it actually inflates the cost of education yeah but it gives you take a kid who's look i mean your kids had a pretty good growing up right two educated parents mm-hmm. college graduates father's a financial advisor <laughs> understands this stuff 
You have great conversations with them as they're going to college. You take a kid who doesn't have any of those. Remove many of those things. Yes. They're 18. Someone says, why don't you go to college? Well, you can get loans. No big deal. And you talk to the guidance counselor then, or whatever they are, financial counselor. Oh, yes, no problem, because you can get loans. It's only going to cost you, you know, eight, $500 a semester. And then I'm going to get a degree in... Whatever. But no, there's no, no one's ever actually seen... Is this person going to be capable of paying it back or or being able to finish school? Or am I going to get a marketable skill as I come out of college? Any of those things. Yeah. It just, it's, a, it's, a, it's a total disservice to the younger generation, in my opinion. You were saying something? I was, I was getting emotional. Okay, well. <laughs> I do. I just did get frustrated. Did you fall off no, the soapbox? I get frustrated. You I, fall off I, the soapbox. And I feel, you know, I don't think just wiping it all the dead so, away is a very good idea either, but I feel for a lot of these young people. My point being this is that uh, these loans get sold to different organizations down the, the path. Yes. So the longer they go without being paid, the less the less value are they. But they, at some point in time, they're being sold to some little outfit for three cents on the dollar. Yeah, I don't know how the student day. loan program worked 38 years ago. Well, I imagine this thing's been sold <laughs> how many times? Yeah. But to your point, and any sort of debt, the longer it goes uncollected, the le- the greater the probability that they're going to collect. And happens. they'll pay pennies on the dollar. And the pennies. And my point being is my father died oh, a year ago. And even things like the cable company who I said, hey, he has a cable box at his house. You might want to swing by and pick it up. Here's where it's at. And they're like, well, Mr. McLean, you need to go and unconnect that and bring it down to me. And I'm like, well, first of all, the cable box is 12 years old. So the idea that it has any value uh, to you is probably <laughs> negligible. And second of all, no, I'm not picking it up. But I continue to get phone calls from the creditors saying, you know, yo, $90. And I'm like, I don't. My dad did. He's dead. I'm not responsible. And then they say, oh, good. And then three months goes by, no phone call. And then another credit agency calls me and says, you know, you're $90. So this has gone on. All for this cable box? For a cable box, yes. And I just like. I think what it's costing the company. Well, like, uh, come on. But they sold it to someone else. They, there might be some intrinsic value. And they try to, they say, you know, you could ruin your credit. And I'm like, well, actually, I can't because I didn't sign for this. It was my father. I had, I had a conversation with a dish company, this DirecTV dish was one of those two. I canceled it. And I guess I had two cable boxes. I couldn't find one of them. Okay. And so, um, yeah, I sent back the one I had. And this is a long time ago, a year ago. And I just got a call this week. They want the they cable my, box? Yeah, so I, I, I don't know where it is. So I, so I assume I had to pay something. They said it was probably going to be, it says it's going to be $50. But then they said, so, okay, I was willing to give them a credit card over the phone. But they said, well, we're going to have to send it back to some other department and we'll be reaching back out in the future. I'm thinking. The cable boxes doesn't have any value to them. No, but if I sign something that says I will pay fifty bucks yeah, if I don't return enough. it, then I owe the fifty bucks. So that's I, right. I'm not going to argue with those. That's them. right. That's right. I mean, that's you know, yeah. I, I I I couldn't find it. I don't know where it was. I don't know how we got on that tangent. But I don't it's a bit of a it's tangent. a call-in talk show where we talk about finance. <laughs> I could have probably negotiated a lower price depending on how much time I wanted to spend you, on the. Uh, you could my fifty dollars. So if you'd like to join the show, eight three three ninety nine worth. That's eight three three nine nine nine. Six seven eight four, and we'll get you on the air. And let's uh, continue on our calls. And we will. We said before that we were going to talk about um, Facebook and Google. We will after we take this call. But we're taking a call from Cindy. Cindy, you're with Allworth Financial. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you. I've got a situation where I am fifty nine and a half years old. I have been investing for the 32 years of the marriage to my husband, John. He was um, 13 years older than I was, so a bit of an age difference, which didn't make a difference in our 32 years of marriage. I had lost him a few years ago to cancer, Mm, which means I also lost his Social Security benefit, which changed our retirement plans just a bit. We have um, got uh, good investments and have seen an investment advisor for the entire length of our marriage, but I wasn't sure about Social Security, when I should retire, how that might affect my retirement, and we have had the mindset for so many years of save, 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 invest, 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 don't spend, don't spend, don't spend, save, 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 that now I'm realizing that things have changed in my life. And I don't need the money from the investments, but I've been advised that since I'm 59 and a half, I should start setting up a plan for taking maybe a minimum distribution. 
and uh, I'm thinking about going back to work to help my mom out financially. So I, my question is, if I go back to work, how does that affect the Social Security widow's benefits if I'm eligible to take them next February when I turn 60? And then how does that affect my portfolio? Should I let yeah. money continue to grow in my investments or should I start taking a minimum distribution? Well, not sure where to go from here. Well, those are uh, those are all very, very, very good questions. So just kind of give us a ballpark. Is the home paid for? And, and, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm sorry about uh, your loss for your husband. And it's life's interesting because we all make plans and then life happens, right? I mean, very, very rarely do we go through life. We have these plans when we're young and we get down to the end of our life and everything's kind of worked out as planned. I mean, (laughs) things happen. I mean, just life happens. And oftentimes we need to kind of adjust our financial plans. And financial plans by their very nature are linear um, where life is not linear. Right. So when something changes, it's time to kind of readjust the plan. So is your home paid for? No, sir, it is not. It is worth probably about 750000 and I owe about 300000 on it. So the payments are very manageable within my monthly budget. Okay, and how much are your investable assets approximately, inside of IRAs and outside of IRAs? Probably about $600,000. And do you have any sort of pension? Yes, I have a pension from my husband's work at the sheriff's department, and okay. I have my pension from working at the local water district. Got it. Okay, and good. so between those two, how much are they? My assets coming into the month on any given month are probably approximately $11,000. Okay, and if you were to go back to work, do you want to go back to work or do you feel like you need to go back to work? It's a little bit of both because I've always been in the mindset of if you want something in life, you go out and earn it. And if I'd like to help my mom out financially, who's 82 and not in the best of financial situation, she's still working. And she's from the generation in the 30s. Again, the hardworking, greatest generation, they go out and they earn it. So she still feels like she needs to work if she wants to eat. And I'd like to be able to financially help her. So I feel like I need to go back to work to help her, but I feel like I really would rather do what I had planned to do in retirement with my husband, which is maybe go travel and do some community service work. So he, I volunteer as a chaplain, so I'd like to continue wonderful. doing the chaplaincy work. Don't go get a paycheck. What's for? Yeah, don't, don't, you, don't need, you don't need to go to work. Seriously, Cindy. It sounds like you're already engaged. You're, I mean, your service as a chaplain is going to be much I think to society is going to be much greater than whatever you're going to do for and and, and, and you did you did you, go out and earn it you did it, this it, pension wasn't given to you the the, right. the 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 reality is that the how much will the uh, widow's benefit on the social security be that's what i looked up and it looks like um according to the social security under my social security account the widow's benefit would probably be about $1400 a month if i went back to work You'll, you, you, you can't. You can only earn about sixteen thousand a year. Yeah, right. I, I would not worry about working for a paycheck. No, no, no. You earned it, Cindy. You and John worked hard. You both got pensions. He was a sheriff for crying out loud. That is not an easy job, right? You guys worked hard. Right. This was part of your compensation. Right. So it's no different than working and having some of your taking some of your money and setting aside for the future. That's what a pension is. And uh, so you guys worked hard for these dollars. You saved these dollars. There's, you, and, and you're now at a time in life when your mother needs some help. Heck, you should be able to afford to help your mother out. In fact, yes. it, it, you, you should go on that, on the, the widow's benefit. You could give 100% of that to your mother. You have enough income. Your debt level isn't, should you, if, would it be better if you had a little bit more money in your 401k and outside savings? Yeah, but. But now with $11,000 a month. In income, you should not even guaranteed cost of living yeah, adjustments. If, yeah, you you don't need to go back to work. Do not go right. back to work. If you were my sister, I'd be like begging you, don't go back and get it. I mean, you, you're already. If you were home watching TV, go get a job, right? I'd be worried about you, but you're not. No, I'm out busy in the community, and I just got elected to our board of directors for our local water district. There you and go. I do work in drinking water management, so I'm helping out, volunteering, doing that work for yep. the community, help our water district out. You're fine. What? Okay. So I look Great. at it. I Thank look at you. it. I look at it. I look at it. It is wonderful that we've got someone like Cindy going out and serving in these areas. We need Cindy's. We need better you than us. 
thank you. I appreciate that because sometimes it's, it's it was always easy to have this discussion with John, and he's not here. So when I have yeah. it with advisors, I appreciate that, and I appreciate you taking my call and and helping me and getting me one step further down yeah. the yeah. right path. And your yeah. mom's going to need, you know, she might still be working. She'll. There'll be She's a time going she's to need more help. Yeah. And last thing you want to do is say, Mom, I can't come over because I have to work until four. Yeah. So you're fine. Financially, you're fine. You're fine. You're absolutely yeah. fine. You're in great shape. And these pension dollars, you are you went out and earned it. So. You earned it. Correct. And so. John Correct. earned it's it. And unfortunately, John's not here to enjoy the benefits of those dollars. But and, and you've got the now you are of the, the position where you can choose where those dollars go. Well, thank you. And I appreciate working with all worth financial in getting me to go down that right path. So oh. thank you for your services behind the scenes. Too, oh, I did. Wonderful working we, with uh, you. We did not know you were a client. Yeah. So. We probably have to edit that part out because we're not allowed to have <laughs> client testimonials, <laughs> but thank you. Appreciate the call. Yes. And, and I'm actually coming over as a new client. So we're oh. just getting there. All right. Oh, thank so you. she's not a client. Well, then I think we can. <laughs> not uh, yet. Good. Then we're going to not edit this portion out. So thank so, you, Cindy. Thanks. Thanks, Cindy. <laughs> thank you. Thanks have for a being a client. Weekend. Appreciate it. Uh, she sounded like. Oh, yeah. That's nice. It is interesting, though, how um, life rarely takes us down the exact path we planned. And one of the things we talk about internally here is is financial planning and guidance. Because a good financial advisor is really, a, in some way, they're more, they do a lot of guiding because life happens. Someone becomes ill taking care of an aging parent, one of our kids moves back home and it's, we have death of a loved one. It's, it's, how do we, how do we, how do we now navigate our finances? And sometimes how do we even get clarity on what it is our future is supposed to be? Yeah. And a good advisor will stop you from making mistakes. Particularly mistakes that you cannot uh, recover from. Yes. All right, Pat, you had, um, we had both mentioned Google and Facebook, and we're picking on these two because they're a couple of the they're the big ones. Well, they're the I mean for online advertising. Yes, they are. They are it. They're it. So there's three companies out there that will face uh, anti-competitive behavior, legislations, or judgments or lawsuits in the coming years. That's right. They're and, coming. They're brewing right now. Right. And it and if you remember, Microsoft went through this twenty years ago. Yeah, talking about breaking up Microsoft, Standard Oil of Ohio, right? If you want to go back, oh yeah, well AT and T, right? So it's not unprecedented that this happens. What's unprecedented is uh, the the speed in which it happened. Although they're not that old, but the speed in which the these companies. Are, are not, they're not that old, but they are 15, 20 years old, right? You forget Which, that. They, But that's yes. not that old. But how they've yeah. grown recently in the last 10 years is quite phenomenal. So it's Facebook, Google, and Amazon. I mean, Google owns one. search. They yeah. have over 90% of all searches. And you could say Netflix in there, but Netflix is actually being picked apart slowly uh, by the content providers like uh, Disney. Netflix, and, what's their ad advantage? They at one point in time, they thought that they had too much market share. There was talk that they had too much market share, but that's ah, being that's picked right. apart pretty quickly. So let's talk about Facebook, Google, and Amazon. They, look, we love Amazon. I am not, we are a fan of Amazon. My family uses Amazon. I have four kids that live on their own, three of them in college. It is I I bought some flip flops on Amazon this week. I bought some um I bought some weather stripping on Amazon. I mean just weather stripping for my door. There was a little crack in the uh, anyway weather stripping. I go there for almost everything. Uh, it is my first. Are you installing the weather stripping on your door? I am. It's just a yes. I am Scott. Okay. I am because I'm um because I'm a man. <laughs> that's what men do. <laughs> that's a, that's how men live. Okay. So. What they're all demonstrating is anti-competitive behaviors. Well, that's what the discussion is right now. Yes. Yeah, right. But come on. What you read about Facebook uh, most certainly has, has I appears think to be anti-competitive. I think, I, think, I, I think Facebook's probably in trouble for I, I wouldn't be surprised if and, – and look, the European Union's after him just as hard, if not harder, than – Under a couple of different things, privacy issues and anti-competitive. 
anti-competitive behavior. So let's talk a little bit about what is the anti-competitive behavior behind Facebook. Well, any, they just look in the marketplace and anyone that could be a potential threat in the future, they either, well, oftentimes they'll overpay, buy the company, pay a phenomenal amount. It's like you can't really refuse the offer so ridiculously high. And, and they'll either adopt that technology themselves or they'll just or crush it. Just kill it off afterwards. Or, according to some of the articles I've read, they come to the competitors and they say, look, sell to us or this is what we'll do to you. Right? We will take features of looks like your products and then we will use them on our own platform. And if you don't like that, then you have to sue us and we will tie you up for years and years and years in lawsuits and litigation. So that's Facebook plus the privacy concern. Amazon, what they're what they do, and it's actually quite brilliant. It isn't that much different than what stores like Costco do or retail stores, which is they allow someone to sell product in their platform until it gets large enough, and then they private label it themselves. That's right. It's every retail playbook. I don't think I I, I don't see Amazon as having the same sort of issues as, and like Google owns YouTube. So the challenge is now, if if on if you want to advertise digitally, who do you go to? Google and Facebook. They have over ninety percent of all the ad revenue. Yes. and two companies. That's the issue. That is the issue. That is the issue, because they were able to gobble up all the competitors. I mean, if I'm going to fly across country, I have several airlines I can choose from. Those were deregulated at one point in time. That's true. It used to be a, the make a long distance phone call. I only had one option. Now there's all kinds of different providers and the course in the free market society capitalist society the idea is that when you have more options it drives down price and increases innovation and uh, a more competitive environment will it hurt the stock of facebook and google over time it could but it could be good for it too it could be it i mean go it broken, way. Up, broken up it might actually um be good i mean we mentioned the uh at&t yeah. uh, those companies did a lot of them did very well after yeah, they broke after up. after they broke up. Or the big oil companies that they broke up during the big antitrust. Yeah, yeah it could be. I don't know. I find it kind of interesting. Anyway, we find it interesting. What's it have to do with your retirement? Probably nothing. I mean, <laughs> fair, fair unless enough. you've got a huge percentage of your investments in those uh, couple companies. it's um, And if you have a huge percentage of your investments, you probably need to look at possibly diversifying amongst those a bit. Anyway, we are out of time. We're at the same station at this uh, same time each week, uh, or you can listen via podcast if you don't right now, but um, we certainly appreciate the opportunity to be with you and taking calls. We'll do that again next week. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. This has been Scott Hansen and Pat McLean of Allworth Financial. This program has been brought to you by Allworth Financial, a registered investment advisory firm. Any ideas presented during this program are not intended to provide specific financial advice. You should consult your own financial advisor, tax consultant, or estate planning attorney to conduct your own due diligence.